Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and there's Jerry standing in for Dave. Uh, like usual, but that's cool, and this is Short Stuff. That's right, and this comes from our old friends and colleagues at HowStuffWorks.com mm-hmm. about the grilled cheese, and I double and triple checked and corroborated. Corroborated? <laughs> I hate that word. Do you? Because you can't say it? I can never say it right. Corroborated. You have yeah, to say it like word. that. Uh, but I went to all sorts of food websites and about grilled cheese, and they kind of all said the same thing. So it's either one of those internet things where everyone's lying in unison, or <laughs> or How Stuff Works got it right. Well, yeah, I like to presume that How Stuff Works got it right. Um, but I, I before we start, I, I just want to throw out to everybody a little tip: if this makes you want a grilled cheese, which is a pretty good likelihood it would, it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do a lot headed. worse than <laughs> buying yourself a nice little wedge of Fontina cheese. Oh, that's not where I thought you were headed. Where did you think I was headed? I thought you were going to go with mayo instead of butter. No, no. No, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, that's a, a legitimate grilled cheese technique is to use mayonnaise huh. as your fat mm-hmm. uh, instead of butter. Uh, and it provides a, 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 a – it's crispier than butter in the oh, end. okay. Okay. Uh, it doesn't quite have the unctuousness of a butter, mm-hmm. uh, but I also heard J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, uh, food scientist and extraordinary chef and book writer, say that uh, if you're going to do that, then at least don't use Kewpie mayonnaise because he said that creates a bit of a funk because of some ingredient in the Kewpie. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, try it with mayo. It's interesting. It makes sense that it would be a little crispier because there's egg whites in there, so I could see them cooking up crispier than just butter. Yeah. It's it's good. I like it. I mean, I'm I'm still going to go with butter overall, and I'm a mayonnaise freak, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I still will take the butter. So um, with Fontina, it melts really well. It's got a okay. neat taste. I would recommend maybe mixing it with another cheese. Yeah, yeah. Two whatever cheeses. you normally use, just also add Fontina, and you're going to be like, oh, wow, now I All know right. what a ooey, gooey grilled cheese is. And hat tip to our friends at Blue Apron who introduced me to using Fontina oh. and blue cheese or grilled cheese and some of their one of their recipes. Okay. Works really well. Yeah, one of the most comforting of comfort foods is the grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some kind of weird facts and things, but uh the history of the grilled cheese is interesting in that you know, it's been around for a long time. It's been mentioned in Roman ancient Roman texts. Uh, but f- certainly beginning in about 1910, uh, the French were making, and it's one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches, uh, the croque monsieur. Mm-hmm. Which is... I, um, I love them. It's like a ham and cheese sandwich dipped in, I think, pancake batter, and then f- f- grilled, something like that. Like uh, heat is applied to it to cook the outside, basically. I, I don't think you have to have pancake batter, though, do you? That's what I've always seen. It sounds like you're talking about a Monte Cristo. Uh, are they no? not virtually the same thing? <laughs> well, Monte Cristo, I think, has jam in it, but it is yeah. definitely dipped and gr- griddled. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but I didn't know what croque monsieur was. And then you can also add the egg. And I believe, is that a croque madame? I, I don't know, Chuck. You really put me on the spot here. <laughs> can we talk about earth science instead? No, 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 no. We're talking about the grilled cheese. And this is all off the dome uh, as me ordering in a restaurant. Maybe we should just stick to the facts. Okay, all right. So fact number one, the grilled cheese really started to take off thanks to something that you wouldn't think would be related until you stopped and thought about it, and that would be sliced bread. Sure. And the next time you hear somebody say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, you should mutter, thank you, Otto Frederick Rowetter, and yeah. see what they, what they do, what their response is. If they step away, they're not that cool. If they say, I know exactly what you mean, or they say, what do you mean, then they're a friend. Yeah, I think maybe uh, this that deserves a short stuff on its own sliced bread. Mm-hmm. So we should we should get into that. He's the he's the father of it. Like he he uh, engaged in coitus with bread, and a baby oh loaf of God. bread that was sliced came out. And uh, he's the father of sliced bread. What in the world? I, I it's just the facts. You said we're sticking to. Oh goodness me! Um, all right, so you've got your bread, uh, and this is in the 1920s. And grilled cheese, because of this sliced bread, became uh, sort of a staple menu item during the Great Depression when it was uh, fairly inexpensive, fairly filling. Uh, but this was of the open-faced variety with a grated cheese. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Okay. What's, what's next? <laughs> oh, okay. I shall continue then. Uh, James L. Kraft comes along, uh, the entrepreneur who uh, revolutionized pasteurization of cheese and processed cheese. Mm-hmm. And in 1914, the J.L. Kraft and Brothers Company, uh, they opened their first pl- uh, plant in Illinois and started selling what uh, the English would call rat cheese or rat trap cheese because the English are very snooty about their cheeses. Yeah, and James Kraft is like, I'm not trying to be fancy, so stop. I know it's crud cheese, but... It's really shelf-stable. You can transport it very long distances, and the guys in the Navy love it. Yeah. I mean, it was in a a Navy cookbook that was something called American Cheese-Filling Sandwiches (laughs) on the Navy chef menu. Yeah. And government cookbooks, and what's better than an American cheese-filling sandwich? Yeah, and so my impression, Chuck, is that initially Kraft processed cheese came in huge blocks I, akin to probably like Velveeta today, but I'm guessing even bigger. And probably. it wasn't until the 50s, I believe, that maybe even 1950, that Kraft is like, we're going to slice that for you. Like like um, Otto Frederick Rowetter's invention, but with cheese instead of bread. But they said, we're just going to slice the cheese. That's all. We're not going to get into any of that other Rowetter weirdness. <laughs> That's right. So now you've got sliced bread. You've got pre-sliced packaged cheese. And even though grilled cheeses have been around, and I did see things that suggested that people were adding a second slice of bread during the Great Depression for, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the men who went to work that needed a little extra. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it really started to come on the scene in the 1950s and 60s in America once you had all the bread and all the cheese that you could ever dream of. Right. And so from that point on, it was like, okay— now we've got grilled cheese sandwiches. They're going to take off like a rocket. But like you said, there's a lot of recipes around that um, kind of predate the the grilled cheeses we know it, which apparently just dates to the 1960s. And a lot of them are open face. Most of them are open face, if not all of them. And the, one of the one things they have in common is that they have all sorts of different ways to to um, 
um, I guess, apply heat to this. Because if you just put a slice of cheese on a piece of bread, you have a cheese sandwich. And, cheese and, toast. Oh, you but, mean without cooking it? Yes. You have yeah, to yeah. apply heat for it to be a grilled cheese, which is indicative of the name. But they have all different all different names and all different ways of applying heat from, from starting about 1902, I think, is as far back as it went. Yeah. And so why don't we take a break? We'll talk about some of these recipes mm-hmm. and some other grilled cheesy facts right after this. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! If you haven't heard of Visible, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. That's right. It's even in the name. Use code STUFF20 at checkout to receive $20 off your first month. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Yep. Again, use promo code STUFF20 and you'll receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. All right. You mentioned 1902. You're talking about the recipe for a melted cheese in Sarah Tyson Rohrer's book, Mrs. Rohrer's New Cookbook. Yeah. And she said, cook it in a hot oven. Why don't you? That's a cheese toast, though. I hate. To, I beg to differ. Same thing um, with uh, Florence A. Coles. Um, she had a cookbook uh, called 700 Sandwiches. I'd like to see that. <laughs> That's an amazing title. And she said that you broil the ingredients. Still, what you do is take a piece of bread and put some cheese on it and and cook it open face. Again, cheese toast is what you're talking about. Or as Yumi would call it, cheese pawn. She used to make that when she was a kid. Okay. Finally, finally, in the, the late 30s, people come to their senses and they start to, to just kind of nip at the outlines of what is a real <laughs> grilled cheese. That's right. That is the toasted sandwich recipe in the Boston uh, Cooking School cookbook. They talked about broiling, which is still cheese toast. But then someone finally says, why don't you put some butter on it and throw it in a pan? Yeah. 
And then Irma Rombauer, who wrote The Joy of Cooking all the way back in 1953, said, I've got one even better. You're going to need a second slice of bread for this, but we've already established that's abundant and you can do that. But get yourself a nice waffle iron and just put uh, put it in there and you've got yourself a grilled cheese. How so about that's pre-panini? That? that is, yeah, that's the beginning of panini. And she wasn't even Italian. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then from about that point on, people are just like, you know, I'm just going to put some butter or mayo on the bread and put it in a pan and heat it on the stove and call it a grilled cheese. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can talk personal stuff. I mean, you talked about your Fontina. Fontina? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of mixing up just a couple of kinds of cheeses, maybe a slice or two, and then some grated, something grated that's different on top, maybe a Colby Jack or something. But uh what you don't want to do, or at least what I don't think you want to do, is put too much cheese. Like, you want it a little thick. You want it more than, like, a slice. Uh-huh. But you can't go too far overboard, or it's 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 a lot of cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is a lot of cheese. And if you're speaking about your arteries, then no, you don't want to go too far overboard. If you're talking about overwhelming the bread, then that's just a, a comes down to a ratio of bread to cheese. So if you have a thicker yeah. bread, if you have a loaf of bread— um, that like like uh, Rowetter's wife was unsliced, you can slice it yourself to whatever thickness you want, and you can pile yeah. in as much cheese as you like. But like the Texas bread toast? cannot be overwhelmed by the cheese. In the same way that you can't just do one slice of cheese and right. expect it not to be overwhelmed by the bread. Yeah, and it also depends on what you're going for. If you're going for a real like gourmet t- type of thing, you're gonna have different kinds of cheeses. You may want it a little thicker, but you know you're probably not gonna be dipping it into tomato soup. Like, you want that sandwich to hold up in the tomato soup. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you definitely do, for sure. I was going to say, I don't I don't think there's a grilled cheese that couldn't be put into tomato soup. And if so, you've you've exceeded a grilled cheese to some disappointing degree. Yeah, I guess so. Because even if some of the bread chunks off in the soup, that's a pretty good bite. For sure. In the you, spoon. You know what else that's good for dipping is French onion. Oh, I've never dipped in a French onion. Oh, it's good. It's almost like um, a meatless au jus sandwich. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's already bread and cheese in there. What are you dipping? Um, that's true. More you bread know, and I, cheese? I like to double up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, man, I love a good crock of uh, French onion soup. Yes. So good. I made some um, from scratch, as a matter of fact. Ooh. It was so good uh-huh. that I actually went back and made my own beef stock. So I made French onion oh, soup from God. scratch, all of it from scratch. I would love and to try that. And the stuff that I made with using store-bought chicken stock was way better than the second time when I tried to make my own beef stock. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, just stick. And, and it sounds really weird. You'd think, well, it's got to be beef. Nope. Use chicken stock um, instead, and it's really good. And it's not very hard to make. It just takes a little time to, to get the onions to caramelize. Yeah, I've been making ramen at home, and I use as my starter uh, Momofuku. You know Momofuku? Oh, yeah, of course. They sell they sell their noodles online, but they also sell their stock that you can get delivered frozen. And yeah. boy, that stuff is good. Um, you can get stock also from white oak pastures. We talked about them in the future of farming episode. They're like the oh, ones right. who their farming techniques actually sequester carbon rather than releasing it. Right, right, right. It's pretty neat. But they sell stock online too. God, it's so good. I'm so hungry. I guess we should mention a few of these cheese facts here before we go, right? Okay. Fast, Chuck. Fast. Uh, This one seemed uh, remarkable to me, but apparently in 2007, Kraft Foods thought people aren't eating enough grilled cheese. 
and I double checked this, they spent $1.4 billion marketing dollars mm-hmm. to get people to eat more grilled cheese, which is, and have it on like restaurant menus, which a lot of like comfort, like hipster comfort food restaurants have, you know, you can get like a $14 grilled cheese mm-hmm. uh, in, in a lot of these places now. I don't know if it was due to that marketing campaign, but that is a lot of marketing cheese to be throwing at cheese. Yeah, and in a deeply 2007 move, they held an online contest on MySpace <laughs> yeah. to get people to make videos that are like odes to grilled cheese. And that a guy named MySpace. Chris Gianelloni, I believe, okay. who um, went on to become a game designer. He designed reincarnation, the Reincarnation game series. He made a video about um, a grilled cheese going into a tanning bed, and that's how it gets grilled. And he won 50,000 50, simoleons from that. Wow. That's what I said, too. I'll bet that's what Chris Gianelloni said <laughs> when they called him. I don't, none of the rest of these are that interesting, I don't think. No, I think it's great to end on Chris Gianelloni. I hope he's I a agree. good guy. Yeah, and hey, send in your special. Everyone has their own take on a grilled cheese. Sometimes I'll, because I love that everything uh, bagel spice, Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll butter it up and then sprinkle some of that and griddle that into the bread. Oh, that's really that's good. good. But that is good. Oh, wait, one more thing, Chuck, because it's an opportunity to plug our book. Ooh. In uh, All the way back in 2004, online casino goldenpalace.com paid $28,000 for a grilled cheese sandwich that had been made a decade before. That's right. I remember that. Because it had the the likeness of the Virgin Mary in it. Yeah. And we mentioned that in the chapter on backmasking in our book, The Stuff You Should Know, Incomplete Compendium. That's right. And this actually kind of did look like the Virgin Mary. Yeah, it did. Well, way to fact check how stuff works. <laughs> sure. Um, if you want to know, oh, yeah, I don't do that in this, in this uh, series, do we? Nope. You just say short stuff out. Short stuff out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.